The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Adjacent. You're listening to the Sports Adjacent. Okay, I like that. I just learned something new today. Adjacent. With Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey on the House of L Network. We're doing everything I dreamed of as an adjacent. Man, this man Tony moving into his new crib. <laughs> I'm not moved in yet. I'm still at the crib. Nah, nah. Now you moved in. That's your new home. <laughs> you got to change your clothes over there and everything. I already know. See, that's how I start. <laughs> you going to have your toothbrush in there? <laughs> we losing our boy, Jason. Well, yes, we are. But we're losing him to adulthood in some ways. I mean, I mean, it, yes, I, do, I, I feel him. I feel Tony slipping away from us. But I also feel a little bit relieved because it's like it's like when you raise a kid, like I got to get these kids to 22 years old. And then and as long as they're like stable and haven't, uh, you know, gotten a finger chopped off or something like that in some kind of accident, um, I've done my job. And I feel like maybe we're about to be relieved of our responsibilities for looking after Tony. We had to get him to. Damn near 30 before he accepted well, he is. Well, he is. adult <laughs> responsibilities. He is. Dude, I adulted all day today, dude. Adulting is hard, man. No By that, do you just mean that you weren't like under your parents' roof for the day? Dude. Man, like <laughs> yes. Just dealing with other people, like for like a business, like I got so angry today. Like the most angry I've ever been in my entire life today. I don't, I don't know if I've ever seen you angry. Yeah, I know. I'm a relatively chill guy for the most part. Until today, the depths of my anger was like, I have never felt that type of anger before. This better ever. be about something serious. What, what happened? Right. What happened though? So, um, I'm helping my girlfriend move and it's going swimmingly. We're all set up, bagged up. We're on time, all that. The movers got here on time. It's running great. Oh, Russ, it's an issue with the movers. You know it. You know it. Right I already now, know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sure. that, that's like guaranteed. You signed in the contract that says, you know, we'll move all your stuff while well, some of it and there'll be an issue. Yeah. So we get to the new spot. The movers get here on time. It's not the movers. 
It's the people renting the space. They gave her the lock code for the lockbox, which is not there. So she calls him, asks him, where is the key? She says, oh, the guy has it, which is the broker, I guess. He's an hour away. Mm. But the movers can't stay an extra hour. They're there with all the stuff and the truck and everything ready to go, and you can't get in the place. So guess what they had to do? Break in through a window? I don't know. They had to place it in front of the building on the sidewalk. All the stuff? All the stuff. All Everything your girlfriend owns was put on the sidewalk in front of the apartment. Correct. Oh, no. They knew she was moving in for weeks, and they were not prepared. I was so mad at this guy. They were giving her the runaround. They were like, oh, let me let me email him. No, 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 no. Like, dude, it whew, an hour. So, of course, the movers, they have to leave. They have other clients to deal with. So I had to call in, you know, my family. They stepped up big time and they came through my mom, my dad. My brother, my cousin, my god, uh, my god brother, my godmother all came through within 35 minutes of me calling, came through, show love, like yeah, but how you were still locked out. They can love you, and that's great. They so, yeah, loves I know. you, but you're locked out. But Lo- I, love doesn't unlock that door. I know the guy event, we still have to wait for the guy. <laughs> job, the issue, the issue was how am I gonna get these large things that require two grown men? In up the stairs and into this apartment. Okay. That that was the big issue. So my family came through, they helped out. And, and by the time the guy got there, I was still seething, but it definitely subsided a little bit just because it's like when your family comes through like that, like at a moment's notice like that, like it, it's hard to stay angry when you feel that love right there. And we're, I'm still going to talk to him tomorrow. He's coming through tomorrow and I'm going to be here tomorrow. So I'm still going to be angry, but I'm definitely going to be in a better space to talk and not I mean, put hands and feet. They on should, him. they should have to pay for the movers. That's, right. that's right. the discussion. And here's the thing. He pulled out his pocket and, and get, handed her 120 bucks. I was like, whatever, dude, get out. I said, we're, we're not spending that. We're going to have to like negotiate or something. What? What? Who handed? Who handed you the guy? He, he the was just bro- like, "Yo, here's 125 bucks mm-hmm. for oh, your painted covering." Wow, that's crazy, Tony. What I, I've, I don't. I'm pretty sure I have never seen you get angry. I believe that you get angry. And by mm-hmm. the way, the reason your family came through with all that love is because they want so badly for you to get married and move out. <laughs> what? Honestly. What was the? What was the nastiest thing or the worst word you used? Because you're, um, you're a man that just used the word swimmingly, which is an old person's word. <laughs> um, he had to go because he had another client. So he ran out of there, obviously feeling guilty. Mm. He didn't even look me in the eye. So I didn't have enough time to get angry. I just wanted to get her stuff in at that point. Because, I mean, people are watching like, you know. Like, like seeing her stuff on the street. I'm like, I got, I got to cover this stuff up. Like, I got to find something. I got to, you know, do it's something. A bad look, yeah. So, but yeah, man, like adulting today. That's, uh, that's quite the story. 
Yeah. I've I've never heard Tony like want to put hands and feet on somebody, but I actually I'm I'm actually for that. I think we need that. <laughs> it's not in his but nature. I'm glad, like every once in a while, you do have to like take it there to know that you can get to that place. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think it's. I never get angry over stuff involving me. Yeah, it was the girlfriend. It was the girlfriend in this case. Because if Definitely. it was happening to Tony, Tony would be like, "You know Fam. what? This, you know what? This is this is just content, dude." Somebody's called Tony the N word, and he somebody called Tony the N word, and he laughed. But hey, if you don't get yes. give his girl the key. <laughs> No, you're, you're, you're not yes. joking. You're not joking. He wanted to make a segment out of that where he, he giggled about it the whole time. <laughs> Wasn't even mad. Yeah. I mean, I think if if somebody is outright disrespecting my loved ones, my friends, that's different. Because I feel like I can handle all those things and like kind of roll off my back. But I mean, dude, <sighs> When she started tearing up after they said it was going to be an hour and the movers had to leave and they brought her stuff out on the sidewalk, I could I could have murdered somebody at that moment. Oh, I could have murdered. All somebody. right. Let's see if we can get you in a better mood here. Welcome to Sports Adjacent. I'm Jason Leisure with my co-host yeah, Russ started? Dorsey and uh, our uh, our raging inferno of a producer, Tony Gill, who um, just said that he wanted to murder somebody. And we're going to try to talk him down from that on today's show, Russ. Russ just left. The Russ just disappeared. Yeah, out of fear, I think. My bad. I had to. I'm, I turned off the air conditioner because I didn't know if uh, you could hear it in the microphone. Or not. Russ, where are you? Are you in Dallas or Minnesota? Or I'm in. I, I don't Mini- keep track of the Cubs schedule, and I'm not even sure that David Ross keeps track of the Cubs schedule. I'm. I'm in Minneapolis, Minnesota, right now. All right, because the Cubs are playing, I assume. Correct. Or attempting to. Minnesota. Who's pitching tomorrow? What? Financial flexibility. <laughs> you hear what Tony just be doing? <laughs> you hear what he be doing? What did you say? Nothing. It doesn't matter. It's not important. It's not important. It's something that shouldn't be repeated, of course. It's right. All right. All right. This so, is like all other Midwest cities. Everybody yeah, can get it. You, you hate everywhere. They're all. They all not are not great. But you've never even been to any of these places. I went to Minnesota. No, that's Tony's never been west of Iowa before. You've never been west of my house before. <laughs> name another Honestly. great name another great Midwestern city. Minneapolis is a really good city, bro. Nah, I'm stumped. <laughs> Y'all some haters. Y'all need to Tony. Exactly. You can't you, Tony. You can't critique cities until you go to ten. When, <laughs> that, when that, that's reasonable. That's fair. You, hey, know you know what I'm saying? You, wanna, you guys, you guys want to hear about a company that has much better customer service than Tony's Movers and the landlord? It's Obvious Shirts. Our partner, they've got our collection on there, the Sports Adjacent Collection, all our shirts. And Russ, you, you can get 10% off with the promo code Adjacent10, and they already have free shipping and free returns. This is a good, this is a good place to get some shirts. They got a lot of Bears stuff on there. We got Bears season coming up, White Sox playoff run coming up, uh, Bulls. Blackhawks and Russ, they got a new shirt on there that I want to ask you about. Oh my God. They okay. are selling a new Javi Baez shirt that says I thumbs down emoji NY. You can go on and pre-order that right now, actually. And you don't even really have to care about Javi Baez or the Cubs or any of that. You're welcome it's to just so freely hate New York for no good reason at all. I don't, it's up to you. We have a whole segment on it and we won't get into it now, but it's that, that whole thing has just frustrated me all week. Like it's crazy. Um, but I wanted well, to say, are we going to do a serious segment about it or, or is it going to be like, I don't fun define segment. serious. Like I'm, <laughs> I'm going to say why I'm, 
frustrated by like it should have it should be a non-issue but we're not doing it right now okay what i want to tell you is so on my way to minneapolis i'm boarding my flight and as i'm walking on a dude taps me on my arm as i'm passing him and he said hey man just want to let you know i love your podcast oh i was just like wow that's crazy that's legit your dad was on the flight huh (laughs) (laughs) what's he doing in minneapolis that's funny, but no, you know, it's cool. I'm like, damn, that's that's crazy. We we're we're widening our reach, one listener at a time. We'll hopefully, take I didn't, hopefully, ahead, I didn't Tony. disrespect this city. He probably did, and now we we've lost him as a listener. So thanks, Tony. Appreciate it. <laughs> thanks, Tony. Tony can never decide if this show is for um, every living person in the country, or just like our five friends. I want to ask Tony Tony's this question. all over the map on that one. Because Tony, Tony, the way Tony operates is like he feels like his parents will never listen to any piece of work he does. I don't think they will. You they think won't. you're worried that they might, Russ? No, but like he knows that my mom listen, but he don't care. Yes. But, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's like so he's going crazy because he knows his mom not going to listen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just think That's sometimes, right. man, think about Mrs. Dorsey, bro. Yes, I know that my dad listens to every episode. Uh, my wife listens to every episode. You both might want to take note of that. Um, I do usually. It's you that jumps off the cliff. I just take <laughs> you to the edge. You decide if you're going to jump or not. <laughs> you push me there. I definitely like nudge you, but you jump off. I, I am starting to hit that point, though, Russ, that you've mentioned before, where I, I'm tired of people that know me that are supposed to love me texting me about, Oh man, I loved what Tony said last week. What Tony said last week was gold, What Tony, blah, blah, blah. Like you guys are getting just a, a small, like micro dose <laughs> of what this experience is like. I have a list of topics for today's show, Russ. Okay. And I can tell you the whole list, but I'm just going to highlight this one that just says WTF Tony, which I don't even think I need to explain. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, even, though, even though any given week, that could refer to a dozen different things. Tony, I, I, I don't want to do the whole, like, uh, you know, imaging of going into the mind of Tony Gill, but I, I'm puzzled by what happened last week where you're sending me and Russ a picture of you shirtless, but mm-hmm. wearing a leather jacket. This man, That's Tony, right. was butt-ass on uh, one of those What's going on, scooters. <laughs> In 95 degree temperatures, but he also had a fur coat on. Like, I don't, I don't know where his mind was. It was like a leather coat with like fur trim up by the cut. It's a nice coat. I I have one too, but I usually wear it in November. Um, And then videos and photos, Russ, of him cruising up and down his street. It's, it's not like the ones you see people. It's not like the, what are they? The lift scooters or whatever people are riding around Chicago. And it's no, it's for elderly people. It's for senior citizens, senior citizens, and like yes. people who like need assistance. Not Tony Gill. Yeah, and uh, so naturally, Russ and I had I don't know twenty questions about this. Like, what is going on here? And, and my first one, Tony, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna lob this one in there for you. What are you doing? Um, I saw it downstairs. Uh, after downstairs. Uh, the scooter. This is a weekday morning. Like, I'm thinking you're at work. It was yeah. a Thursday morning, bro. I'm at work. Russ is at work. You're. you're I was. Doing, I was. I was asleep. But continue. Russ is on his way to work. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
so I come downstairs and I see it and I'm like, yes, I would like to write that. Today's the day. I've been walking past it for a couple months now. Yes. I would like to scoot around my neighborhood. So, but I didn't have a shirt on because I sleep in the nude. And um, so I grabbed some shorts and not, not uh, surprising at all. Not surprising at all, but not not information that I ever wanted to know. We didn't need to know that, bro. Didn't need what? it confirmed. What that uh, that I want to scoot around my neighborhood. Sure. You know what? Just just well, keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Yeah. All right. Um, so I grabbed the, the the nearest coat that I saw, and I was like, okay, that's fitting. Um, grab some shorts, grab my sandals and, uh, hit the road. So, um, you refer to this as hitting the road. Yeah. Hit the road, okay. hit the road, uh, went full on, on an elderly person's motorized scooter with a basket yep. in the front and everything. Yep. And, right. uh, it, it, man, to my surprise, that thing was smooth, man. Like it's top, t- it's next level. I, I mean, the engineering was great. The braking was great. The turns were smooth. Braking. This thing goes like five miles an hour. What? Yeah, no, this even, this one. This one at the, least. The braking get, is just that you turn it off. The, the it, this one can at least get me to ten. At least give me to ten. I can get to ten on this one. Um, and I just want to have everybody like enjoy it with me on the ride. Uh, but the thing is, my sister saw me out there, and she recorded me too, and then posted that online. Yeah, which is exactly what you wanted. So uh, this was not something one thousand percent. This was thank this, you. Rusty's right through this. This was this not something was more, you did to avoid attention. Right. This was more of a creative effort on my end. That oh. to oh, show you're the an audience. He's not Rusty's an artist. The come on, man. I'm 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 the Kanye West of my generation of producing. Like yeah. I produce. I, I'm a walking content factory. Um. So well, scootering content factory in this case. Scootering. Yeah. Okay. I'll yeah. agree with that. I'm not, I'm not going to fight that one. Um, but yeah, man, I just want to encourage people. If it's not dangerous, if you're not, I mean, I'm not saying on a whim, I feel like doing Coke, just do Coke. Like I don't <laughs> subscribe to that. How do you but jump from joyriding safe, on an elderly person's scooter to do If there's something cocaine, safe that you want to do, that's fun. You think it might be fun. Just do it. Just do it. And, and you I, say, you say that because you had the time of your life doing this, huh? It was great. I enjoyed it. I got back in the house refreshed, ready to work, ready to take on the day. Um, I'm glad I made that choice. And uh, if it came up again, I would make the same decision. Russ, you have nothing to say to this. Do you? you don't even no. know what to do with this. Uh, when you, I know, woke you know up, why? It's because all of your other friends are normal. I woke up to a, a, sh- a, a text from Tony Gill. So I can't even talk. A text from Tony Gill shirtless in 95 degree weather find out he's out here riding on school like what what happened if little kids were around man are you lucky that the authorities didn't come after you hey head on clothes you know you know how many dudes are out there shirtless working on their lawn i cover myself up yeah but context is everything because if i see someone shirtless working in their yard i'm like that's just a person that's doing hard physical work and it's hot out yeah you could be rolling up on a kid when I see a person on an elderly person's scooter, shirtless, wearing a, a fur coat, as Russ put it, uh, that's different. That's uh, and it, I, to to get to to be honest, looking, looking at it, coming next. looking at it 
afterwards. Um, and my girlfriend mentioned this to me. It would seem like that I was not okay. Yeah. Now that I look at it, yes. I can see where the concern would be. Uh, our friend Cheryl raced out, uh, reached out on Twitter and asked if I was okay. Um, and she's the she's the best. She's she's this is a, Cheryl, she's a but very yeah. sweet. He, he got, Tony got people think thinking he mentally unstable. <laughs> <laughs> and and if we go, and if we're gonna be honest, they probably right. Russ, yeah, I mean, we're leaving this, we're leaving this part out. Like he texts, I think he kind of did a focus group on you and me with this by texting it to us. Right. And then, right. I'm looking, and then that, I'm looking at the went right now. So disastrously that he thought, you know what? This needs to go to the world. 10, 10 58 AM Thursday morning. Yeah. Two picks from Tony talking about vibes of a guru. Whatever. And, then, and then Jason, Jason goes, I, I can't process what I'm looking at. And then I go, why do you have a fur coat on in night degree weather? Question one of several. Why do you have feel the need to show you, us your bare chest? Yes. There was there's an old person out there who needed a scooter, bro. Yeah. I got and, one. And, and there are many other people living on your street that needed to go through their day without witnessing that. What was the reaction from you, you said Cheryl reached out to see if you're okay, mm-hmm. which was very kind of her and uh, appropriate, I would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was the rest of the reaction? Um what, what did you put out? I, I don't even know. I just know what you texted us. Did you put out the video or the picture of the, the, the selfie of yourself? Shirtless? All of the above. Yeah. <laughs> All of the above, Jason. I mean, I you just, looked uh, like you looked like Donald Glover if he stopped caring. <laughs> Look, that's a compliment. I think Donald Glover. No, is no, one it of the, isn't. I think Donald Glover is one of the five most creative human beings that have ever lived on the earth. Um, so uh, I good. think that's a compliment. He's good. I didn't say you were as creative as him. I said you looked like him uh, with the caveat of if he was completely out of shape and didn't care anymore. (laughs) Oh, my God. I don't think Javi Baez is the most popular Met right now, Russ. You know, the but then again, he might be kind of popular outside of New York for this. I I just... I'm so I, frustrated with this whole thing. I apologize for interrupting you. Go ahead. Javi Baez. I, well, I saw the Mets had to put out a statement about this. And to recap for people, Javi Baez has, and the Mets have been celebrating by making a thumbs down sign at the, uh, at the Mets fans, which is as corny as it gets. But I enjoyed that the Mets put out a super serious statement about this. And my first thought, Russ, was how close are we teetering to where we're going to have to start putting out super serious statements about things that Tony does on this podcast. Nope. I'm going to let Tony go out, <laughs> go out of blazing. <laughs> like <laughs> Tony's going out of blazing. Like he's he, like, he wants to, I, this, this whole situation is so stupid. You've been or, getting into it with people about on Twitter about this. Yeah, this is like people acting like Javi did something so bad. First of all, it wasn't just Javi. It was the entire Mets bench. Like their entire dugout was all doing it. And it didn't just start this week. They've been doing it for three weeks. And so for me, it's like, yo, if fans want to boo, cool. Super, you're, you're titled to that, whatever. But like, you can't get mad if I decide as a player, I'm not just going to sit there and let you boo me. If I'm just like, you know what? Screw that. This is I'm, we're going to do this at you. Like, so what? Like, who am I hurting by doing a thumbs down gesture? You're not subscribing to the uh, customer is always right philosophy. That's bullshit. No, 
And that's what the, the Mets came out and did this super serious statement like, oh, well, they shouldn't have done this and they were yes. wrong and X, Y, and Z. Like, no. what? So these people can do and say whatever they want at us if we're not playing bad, if we're playing bad, which is, I, I agree. Like, look, if your team's not playing well, boo. Sure, that's fine. But, like, I can't, me and my teammates together, the 26 of us, make this thumbs down motion, which if they're doing at the fans, whatever, but if they were looking at their dugout, most of the time they were doing it. So who cares? People being super sensitive about it. And then they're blame. Let's blame the Latino dudes. Let's blame Francisco Lindor. Let's blame Javi. Like, but Pete Alonso. Nope. All the other white dudes that were on the team. Nope. But it's like, let's make it about these guys. And like, I will say like, Javi was the one that talked about it. And I think Javi was wrong when he was saying that, Hey, when we are, he's right. He was like, we're not machines. We're going to struggle. We're going to struggle seven times out of 10. And, you know, it just feels bad when I strike out and I get booed. It doesn't really get to me, but I want to let them know that when we have success, we're going to do the same thing to let them know how it feels. If we win together, then we got to lose together. And the fans are a big part of that. They've got to be better. I play for the fans and I love the fans. If they're going to do that, they're just putting more pressure on the team, and that's not what we want. End quote. There's some right in what Javi says there, and there's some wrong in what Javi says there. Okay. We're not machines, 100% correct, right? Yes. They're going to struggle. You're going to struggle seven times out of 10. All that is right. And, and you're going to be affected by things that humans are affected by. Right. Like you're a human, you're a people human being. You're yeah. a human being. But Javi has to understand as a paid athlete, when you're not playing well and the Mets haven't been playing well this month, right? They've especially in a city place. like New York that has a very rabid fan base, people aren't going to be just happy when, you know, the team's striking out 17 times and you lose and you were in first place. Now you're not right. in first place anymore. People are going to be upset. And so they're going to boo, right? It's yes. fine. Like just keep going about your business. I get it. Nobody wants to be fooled by booed by their home crowd, but, you got to take that thing in stride, man. It's a Chicago Bears tradition, Russ. They move the team take, off the field at halftime every every week. You got to take that in stride, right? But at the same time, I think that fans all of a sudden flipping the switch and saying, how dare they boo us back after right, we booed them? Right. Not even booing, just giving them a thumbs down. How dare they give us the, a thumbs down? The most down. harmless of taunts. And they made it, they they made it like they got cussed out by, by the Mets. Like I know. they just did a thumbs down gesture. Imagine, imagine if Tony and all his rage at the movers and the landlord uh today had responded by just making a very stern thumbs down in their face. And then and then and then the the company How dare you, sir sent a, a lawsuit to Tony like this was totally unacceptable what you did to us. We got we got NBC Sports Chicago putting out a statement about it. Right. Like we do not accept and, and yeah, support Tony Gill and his gestures right. towards right. so like you see how ridiculous that sounds, but that's not a statement over a thumbs down. They put a, a statement out over a thumbs down. It you wanna- idiotic, but it goes back to Tony um, a couple of weeks ago. We were talking about Malice the Palace in a certain regard where it's like you couldn't have fans or you couldn't have players beating up fans. In this situation, you can't have players boo, quote unquote, booing or gesturing at fans who pay money for tickets. It's that same thing. And it's just like it's just so stupid that you you want to defend people who really don't 
deserve it in that case to me i'm just like i don't i don't care about how joe schmo from long island feels about javi <laughs> and the mets doing a thumbs down gesture they like, seems stupid did not the mets players russ have come together and been united by their uh their dislike for their own fans look for the, for the entitled obnoxious fans and queens but you see how dumb like just us having this conversation about a thumbs down Yes. Right. Yeah. When you see if you see this in a headline and you say Javi Baez controversial gesture, you're like, oh, what did he do? And you go on and it's something like a five year old would do. It's just a thumbs down, man. And then I love I love newspapers. I write for a newspaper. You write for a newspaper. Yes. But like the I do the, love newspapers. Can we the New the York newspapers going off talking about Mets. The Mets say go to hell to the fans. I'm like, why are y'all playing into this? <laughs> <laughs> this idiotic stuff man it just it just made me mad and like the bad part is i i was out and not looking at my phone and then happened to look and saw all this go down and i'm just like what is going on in the world where this is a thing yeah well when we threw this out as a topic when we were going over our uh our our plan for the show tony tony threw out there that uh he's actually he's very upset with javi bias but you're offended by the thumbs down tony no, I think I think my feelings is on the spectrum of the extreme where the New York newspapers are and then kind of where you guys are. I'm like in the middle, but not in the middle of I don't have an opinion on it in the middle in terms of it is ridiculous that this is being discussed in this way uh, in this matter, because it's like whatever. But also this is the softest thing I have ever heard Javi say ever. And I'm always pro player, but this is the softest thing. I, Hey guys, we're really trying out here. You shouldn't boo us. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> <laughs> you, you guys. When he puts sucking. it that way, Russ. No, but I, I literally, I was, I, I agree with them. I agree with them. You can't as a player. We're trying, we're trying really hard. Okay. We can use your support. All right. Like this, this is a normal fan base. Everybody is the, the Cubs fan funny. base who's used to losing, who just cheer because they just enjoy watching their team regardless. Yes. Javi has been obviously, obviously covered by the tr- the reality of the way sports is. When you play awful, when you play bad with expectations, you're going to get booed. And fans have that right. I am 100% on board with the booing because it shows the management, it shows the team that the product that you put out there is not acceptable. And it, it's their only way of showing because they still like the game. They still want to root for their team. They still want their team to be good. They're not just going to stand by and watch their team be bad when the team is supposed to be good. So, yeah, man, like, it was, first of all, and another thing, Javi should not have said anything on it. You can't be the new guy speaking out like that. Let let Francisco, let Big Money Lindor do it. Let Pete Alonso do it. Let the other people that are there on that team go out and speak on it. You don't do it. You shut up. You're the new guy. And, of course, all the blame is going towards him. And I will agree, Javi. It, uh, I just call Russ Javi. I will agree, Russ, <laughs> that it is there's a, a, a there is some racial dynamic into it that they're mm-hmm. blaming the Latin players versus the rest of the team. I think there mm-hmm. there is something to that. But 
adding the nuance to it, like fans are going to boo. That's what it is. And you look like a dummy going there and putting a thumbs down to them. Like that's it's, it's the softest thing I've ever seen. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen play better. And guess what? They don't boo play better. And they, they won't boo. You win games. They don't boo. I'm with Tony for a lot of what he said there, because I agree with him. You can't be mad going over eight with, seven strikeouts and the way he's striking out too but like (laughs) see for me as somebody who covered javi people acting like they just watching javi play for the first time like i can't believe he out here strike swinging at pitches before they even get to the plate like that's you know how baseball fans it's a it's a it's a regional sport people don't watch other people's teams especially if they're not in the same league well they are in the same league but i mean they don't watch other people's teams that's just not what it is it's annoying, but yeah, man. But here's the thing: like, is it soft? A soft response from the players, maybe. But it's not as bad as like <laughs> t- former uh, Tigers outfielder Tyler Collins. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but a couple years ago when he was playing for the Tigers, a ball dropped that he probably could have caught, uh-huh. and <laughs> he threw the ball back to the infield. <laughs> And people in Detroit start booing him. <laughs> and he goes, hey, man, f- everybody in here, <laughs> like, flips the bird to, like, all the fans, like, goes around. Like, I don't give a f-. <laughs> And it was <laughs> one of the funniest clips you'll ever see. But also, like, that's, you can't say that. Like, you could be upset. And I'm super, like, yo, I don't care what other, like, what the fans do. Like, I mean, a thumbs down is the most watered uh, down version. Yeah, of that's that. super watered down, but it's not like right. Holly said everybody in here and like gave the whole. Yes, look, I would have, I would, I probably would have had a little bit more respect to it if he said those fans hurt my feelings. I didn't like that. If he came out and said that, I would have been like, hey, you know, maybe he's more of a sensitive oh, player. He no, needs. You wouldn't. That's what you just made fun of. He needs to support. You just made fun of that. Yeah, I did. Exactly I did. But it, I, look, he still would have got the jokes, but at least I would have been like, all right, I think it, it, maybe it is affecting him emotionally. Like he goes home and like takes this home with him at a deeper level. Like I could get into that conversation, but he, I think he's just being a little baby here. Like play better. Stop striking out as bad as you are. Then, you know, you don't get booed. Russ, we could start a new character on the show where Tony just does hurt feelings athlete. I think that could be good. Yeah, Tony, do Andy voice. Dalton. Tony, do Andy Dalton. Do Andy Dalton getting right. booed in a preseason game. All right, here we go. Hey, guys. I was made promises <laughs> That's how here. they all start. I was made promises here. I'm supposed to start. This is my job. What are you guys doing here? It's not Justin's turn. It's my turn. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it always has to start. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. Yeah. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. <laughs> Do uh do do Dennis Schroeder do Dennis Schroeder settling for his meager paycheck that he got? Guys, <laughs> I deserve more than that. Did you, did you see me the way I played? Are you kidding me? Come on, guys! Like this is ridiculous, and I have to settle for this. What? What? I'm a thirty million dollar player. Hey, guys. <laughs> We have to come back to this. It's it's I'm conflicted because I kind of I sympathize with the humanity of the players that are making every single one of those complaints, actually, all three that that Tony sideswiped, but also the character is hilarious. 
Let's take a hard left turn from that and talk about some parenting that I've been doing lately. I've had to do sometimes parenting you're on like cruise control and you don't have to do that much and everything just kind of runs smoothly, especially as your kids get a little older, my right. kids are seven and 10, but man, I've been putting in, I've been putting in the time mm. over this past week. I, I have two major activities stand out. One, we had a stuffed animal emergency, which not, neither of you will understand this and that's fine, but there are people listening to this that have kids and they will absolutely understand the crisis that I woke up to last week when my wife informed me at like 6 a.m. because I'm up at like five every day for work for training camp. Actually, that's over now. Thank God. Now I can go back to showing up to work at 1030 like I have my entire adult like life. Like a normal person. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. Yeah. It, you, nobody, you know, none of our normal friends want to hear about it when you complain about having to get up at five or 6 a.m. because that's what they do every single day in normal jobs. Right. Um, but anyway, my wife brings out the stuffed animal that my daughter has had since like on birth, maybe it's a little stuffed animal Fox. Uh, its name is baby Fox, real clever. Um, and the dog has chewed out one of its eyeballs. Oh, swipe so, the kid's name. Oh, I mean, come on. All you can come up with is baby Fox. Uh, anyway, it's, uh, this is not something I'm going to be able to put a, you know, glue or, or safety pin in like, I, I got to figure out what to do. And this is also not something, Russ, where I can buy a replacement. I don't know if I don't know if you have any kind of sense of what this is like, but this isn't like swapping out a goldfish. Like, right. And, and my daughter, you know, to be fair, has a hundred other stuffed animals. And if one of them had gotten ruined, I could just buy a new one probably and it'd be okay. But this particular one, this thing's been all over the world. This thing literally has been to like Paris and England and the Caribbean. Like this thing goes everywhere. This this so fox, animal has traveled more than I have. Right. Yes. This fox. This fox this has lived a, uh, Tony. Right. It has lived a richer life than you over the last five years, Tony. Uh, this this fox. Uh, we have birthday parties for this stuffed animal, and that may sound crazy to you, but there it will does. be parents. There will be parents listening to this. They're like, yeah, yeah, we do that too for you know banjo or whatever my my kid's stuffed animal is named. Uh, so I start my process of trying to figure out how to fix this thing through. Like I, I Google like uh, toy repair shop. And of course that doesn't exist. That's something from like old timey movies that that's not a real thing. Yeah. There are not toy repair shops. So, you know, not my best first attempt, but you keep looking and you're finding like tailors and things like that. And I'm like, I don't want to drop this thing off at a, a dry cleaners and just, you know, see if they can fix it when they're used to sewing shirts and, and pants and things like that. I need to find someone that's like, that's going to care about this. Someone that's going to be like, I, I will treat this as though it was my own kids. And I, I eventually stumble upon uh, this woman in Dallas who fixes dolls and online fixes dolls and stuffed animals and things like that. And uh, I reach out to her. This is like the Mayo clinic for stuffed animals, basically. Like this is where you want to send them when they get their eye chewed out by a dog. And uh, you know, we're talking on the phone and she's like, you know, it's really, it's really gonna, It's really not going to be very cost effective. And I'm like, I, do you think I don't know what phone call I'm making right now? I could buy one of these for $5 at, anywhere. At Jewel, I think they sell these things. Um, and I'm like, are, are we talking like a hundred bucks or a thousand bucks? Like how expensive are we talking here for you to fix this? And she's like, oh, under a hundred. And I'm like, you could have had me probably for two or 300 to get through this problem. So under a hundred sounds great. Under a hundred bucks to buy my way out of this situation sounds fantastic. And uh, she says, and this is the word she used. 
She said, the thing is, you'll have to find a donor. And I'm immediately like, donor, what do you mean donor? And she means like an organ donor, like a stuffed animal organ donor, a stuffed animal that she can harvest for parts. So some stuffed animals got to, you know, lay down its life for baby fox to live here, Russ. Can we, can we take a time out real quick? At this yeah. point, I'm, I'm done. I'm out. No, I know. I'm yes, not, I'm not like personally, like I'm listening to your story and I'm, I'm interested, but as yep. like, I'm in a selfish period in my life and I, yep. I would be off the phone. Like, thank you for your time, ma'am. I appreciate it. I, we're buying a new one. Yeah. I, I don't know how to put this in context that you'll understand, but friends of mine that have kids will get this immediately because like my wife, when this happened was sick to her stomach. So this has become a problem of like, Actually, you know what? As of the as of this recording, my daughter still doesn't even know about it. Anna still doesn't even know that this happened because she has so many stuffed animals that she, as much as she loves this one, it's possible to go a week without looking for it. I, I kind of keep waiting for any day this is going to come up. And I have this thing ready to be shipped to Dallas and I had the donor sent down to Dallas. So you can, uh, you know, I know you'll be in Dallas this weekend if you want to go and, and learn See about how the processes. You yeah. found a donor? Uh, well, I ordered one online. I mean, a newer version of this thing. And I'm sure that I'm sure it's close enough. I'm sure they can swap out. And I, I, the goal is not to fool my daughter or, or to keep it from her. That this happened. I think at some point, like, you know, how, I don't know. How do you think I should explain this, Russ? Step in and try here. If this thing comes, baby Fox comes back in the mail, his eyes looking a little mangled, you know, like there's definitely some surgery here. <laughs> Somebody put him he's in one right. piece. He's in one. He doesn't have a hole in the side of his head like he does now. And I tell my seven-year-old daughter what? Hey, guys. Hey, guy. <laughs> <laughs> Baby Fox got into a little accident. Yeah. No, I, I think you say, hey, got into a little accident. But the good thing is we salvaged it. He's okay. Here he is. Good as new. And you and I both know he's not good as new. He got his ass no. kicked by your dog. But yes. <laughs> But he literally got his face piece. chewed off. Right. He got his face chewed off, but right. he's in yeah. one piece. Yeah. Yeah. He's got you, you, yeah. you as the parent feel good inside because you went to f- way more lengths than most people would go to to make your daughter happy. And I think that's the important thing here. Well, let's not make me a saint uh, <laughs> as much as I would love to leave it at that. Now it's time for a Chicago Bears segment we call This is fine. I'm okay with the events that are unfolding currently. Everything's fine. That's okay. Things are going to be okay. I don't need to drop it in with the fun button at just the wrong time. Actually, I can segue to this. Uh, Russ, speaking of things that are uh, in need of repair, do you remember Tariq Cohen? <laughs> yeah, I remember. Yeah. Well, for those of you who don't, he was uh, maybe the Bears' best player back when they were good in 2018. And I would say probably their most exciting player since Devin Hester as far as playmaking potential and right. as a runner and everything like that. Uh, anyway, we're coming up on it being, you know, 11 months, 12 months since he tore his ACL and uh, not practicing still. And Matt Nagy doesn't seem to remember if he had a second surgery, maybe that might have set that back and changed the timeline. Matt Nagy a little unclear on that uh, kind of answered it eight different ways, which is the same as uh, answering it one way and saying no, or is, or giving a non-answer, which is actually kind of the same as really probably saying yes, 
but we'll see. Uh, he has still not practiced. Season starts next week. And uh, Matt Nagy's favorite player, favorite weapon on offense. I don't think you're going to see him anytime soon. Justin Fields is still on the Chicago Bears. You, you got to just keep telling yourself. Every, that, everything's yeah. fine. By the way, I uh, I bought a Justin Fields jersey. Oh, which one? Uh, the Like the old school alternate. The cool, like with the white, with the blue. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, the uh, the uh, the racist. Uh, yeah, the segregation ones. Yeah, the segregations. The segregationists. Yeah, the, the segregation uh, Bears jersey. I bought it because it, it's kind of for cold. legal reasons. I will clarify that those were modeled after the jerseys the Bears wore during an era in which the NFL was segregated. And uh, led led by or okayed by. Well, uh, no, no. I think we've covered it legally. Papa Bear himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I was going to say that, like, I I'm not a big Jersey person. Um, and I know people like adults shouldn't buy jerseys. And I, I true. you can buy a Jersey if you want. I don't know if it's Lawrence or Herb that thinks that like adults shouldn't buy jerseys. But I was just like, you know what? I'm all in on the Justin Fields bandwagon. So I'm buying this jersey. I kind of want to buy jerseys, but I don't ever want to wear jerseys. I like how they look. I may, I'll start thinking I want to get one. And then if I did, I'm sure I would never wear it. You know, who's got fire jerseys. Who's that? I think they got the best jerseys in the city. The uh, Chicago red stars. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Best jerseys in the city by far. Not even close. Anyway, Russ, I don't, I don't want you to make me a, a saint for solving this problem because this really became a thing of like, I, I need to get everybody off my back about this kind of. Not that everyone is on my back, but it's like I got little fires to put out. And with my wife, like feeling sick over this and my daughter is not going to be happy when they find this out. And then they're going to be mad at the dog, but they love the dog. It's a whole thing. And in the end, in the end, I think this is going to cost me like 60 bucks. So does that sound terrible to you or does that sound like And keep in mind that I don't want you to try to imagine the stuffed animal angle on this. Just try to imagine like solving a problem in your personal life for 60 bucks. I mean, that's, that's reasonable. Like that's cheaper than the date I paid for uh, last night. So yeah, pretty good. There you go. Wait, I will say this. I, I want to, when Ashley came to you and told you what happened, I want to hear like your honest thought on the issue. What was your first thought you had? Oh, I, I was like, Careful, Jason, it's not worth it. <laughs> I care about you, man. Yeah, this is what this he does. Is, he pushes me right. We take you to the cliff. This is me taking yes, you to the cliff, right. and now you decide if you want to jump off or not. Right, Russ. Russ. It's never Russ's fault. Russ just kind of leads me to the cliff and was like, "I don't know. It looks, it looks kind of fun to jump." Yeah, I think it's safe. You, you live. You live. Okay, the audience will love it. Mm. Uh, it was more a thing of just like, now what? Like, because it's it's just been a string of little issues, like like this little uh, just little flare ups that take a, take a lot of effort and or money. Uh, I definitely thought you were going to say, yo, I spent $600 to get this thing repaired. And I was going to be upset. <laughs> the other parenting thing I did was I took, uh, I took our kids and some of the neighborhood kids, the Paw Patrol movie, Russ. <laughs> All right. How did, how we're did going, go? man, unless you want to keep going down Tony's road here. No, let's talk about Paw Patrol, please. Do you know, do you guys know what the Paw Patrol, are you guys young enough that you might've watched Paw Patrol or no? It came out after we were no longer like children. What were the kids shows that you guys watched? Like SpongeBob, probably. Rugrats, SpongeBob, Arthur, Arthur, stuff like that. 
the Paw Patrol. Tales. The Paw Patrol is one of the dumber kids TV shows. And anyone who has kids that overhear that their kids watch the show, if you're a parent and you've overheard a Paw Patrol episode, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Like there are shows that teach your kids things, but that's usually on PBS or something. And then there, there's Paw Patrol. Every episode of Paw Patrol is there's like, there's these, I think five dogs. They each have like a special power or something. One of them, all it does is recycle. I don't remember what that one's name is, but it just like recycles, you know, something that you do every day in your kitchen. Uh, but every episode is basically like a log falls in the road and the road becomes impassable. And it takes like three or four different Paw Patrol, Paw Patrol pups to move it. That's it. And so when you think that there's going to be a Paw Patrol movie, it's like, well, I guess maybe there's just going to be like three logs in the road or something like that. And that's how they'll, they'll drag it out. All they do on the show is turn one man jobs into three man jobs. Uh, but I did find interesting in this movie that Paw Patrol is a Canadian series. And I feel like the Canadians are really throwing some shade at us with this movie. Uh, let me, let me tell you about the villain in this movie. He's the local mayor. Russ, are you listening to this? I am. Okay. Mayor Humdinger. <laughs> uh, and I want to, I, I want to just run through some notes I took about mayor Humdinger. And you tell me if this sounds like someone who has recently been in charge in our country. Uh, he introduces himself as the greatest person in the world. That's All like right. I, I'm picking up what they're putting down. Yeah. You're thinking Jimmy Carter right now, but that's not it. <laughs> uh, it is immediately clear that he doesn't understand science and he argues with all the scientists that are there to advise him. Uh, he's very anti-environment and shoots a weapon into the sky to try to change the weather. That one's pulled like straight from the headlines because there was a time we were talking about could you or could you not shoot a missile into a hurricane and see what happens. Uh, he's he's clearly being investigated. This one this one stood out to me. Mayor Humdinger clearly being investigated by Paw Patrol's version of the FBI. And uh, and there, there's some serious you know there's a there's a strong whiff of election interference in how Mayor Humdinger got the job. Nobody seems to understand exactly how that election transpired. They want all the smoke and Paul Patrol. Yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't appreciate Canada throwing shade like that. You know, uh, Mayor Humdinger hates the media. Move. Okay, makes sense. Yep. Uh, and at one point, I, I he says, uh, "I'm an unqualified elected official. What's the worst that could happen?" <laughs> he's obsessed with social media, and the entire movie, he's telling everyone that everything's fine, even though they're actually all in a ton of danger. How long was this movie? Uh, like an hour, hour and a half, maybe. I, I'll go to any movie, by the way. I don't care if it's a kid's movie or some, you know, whatever. I only movie I don't really want to go to is a horror movie. I don't really like that. I know you're a horror movie guy. Yeah. But I'll go to I'll go to pretty much any movie just for the popcorn. Like I sit there and eat popcorn until I get sick to my stomach and then go home happy. Uh, there, there's one positive about Mayor Humdinger, Tony, that you'll like is that he hates libraries. So you guys have that in common. Yeah, I mean, if Canada want to throw hands, I mean, we can do that. We can we can link. We will spend a block on Canada. Have you guys ever thought about the fact that we will at some point there's going to have to be, I assume, a, a Donald Trump presidential library? Like, where mm. are we going to put that? Is that going to go in like the parking lot of a KFC? We'll be in it. <laughs> Allegations. 
Somebody, uh, somebody, by the way, took a FaceTime call during the movie. And I, what, what is acceptable to do and not do in a movie theater? Because I'm 37 years old. So this has changed over the course of my life. There was a time where people wouldn't have either wouldn't have had cell phones to bring into a movie theater or, or cell phones. You guys, I don't know if you guys can even grasp this, but there was a time where we had cell phones, but didn't stare at them constantly and use them constantly. Like a cell phone was something you might even leave in the car if you went somewhere because you weren't well, going to need it for anything. You wouldn't be checking email. You guys are crazy. What is that? You guys, are, you guys are crazy. I'm talking about back in the day. That's what happened. Yeah. Yeah. That time. Yeah. You guys are crazy. I would never do that. <laughs> but someone actually took a FaceTime call in the movie theater during this. And I was like, mm, that seems over the line. I feel like if you're at a movie, there maybe are different rules here. Like if you're in an adult's movie and I don't mean an adult movie in that way, I, I should rephrase <laughs> in a movie where the target audience is adults. Like, I don't know, Batman or James Bond or La La Land or whatever. Uh, I think you probably should like keep your phone off because even the light is a distraction to people around you. But if you're in a kid's movie, I mean, who really cares if you're checking Twitter or sending texts, but actually taking FaceTime calls, even in a, even in the Paw Patrol movie seems like a step over the line to me. It's a disrespect to the art, to the art form. To the artists, to the pups. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pups deserve better than that. Give them your undivided attention. So ESPN has been showing national high school games because obviously it's the first week of high school, college football, all in the same weekend. And it was really cool. So they have different teams, some of the more popular teams, better teams, teams with all the uh, top 300 recruits that play on ESPN each weekend. And this weekend they had IMG Academy, famous sports academy where, you know, players from whether it's basketball, baseball, football, go specialize and end up being some top recruited to school or right. go to the whatever league, MLB, NBA, whatever. Right. So IMG Academy was playing on ESPN this weekend against a school called Bishop Sycamore <laughs> in Ohio. Um, I actually watched this game and IMG Academy is blowing Bishop Sycamore out, right? I saw that it was 30 to nothing in the second quarter, I think. Which Honestly, IMG Academy, they do that to a lot of people. So I wasn't necessarily alarmed. Come to I, find I didn't out, realize you follow IMG Academy football so closely. Well, I, I was just looking for something to watch on Saturday. Okay. I was at home. High school football was on. I wanted to. I'm like, so I watched for like 10 minutes. I watched that game. But today, Bishop Sycamore set the Internet ablaze. Because come to find out, Bishop Sycamore is actually not a real high school. But neither it's is like, IMG. <laughs> well, IMG is 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 in a uh, like one of those academies in the Dominican where kids just go and learn the sport. But uh, yeah, Bishop Sycamore is not a real school. Like they faked out ESPN and got a national game on the biggest sports channel in the world. Yeah, they just I it, that's what it sounds like is they just completely fooled them. They said and, we they, and they were saying on the broadcast, the, the ESPN broadcasters, I don't know who was doing the game, but they were saying these guys told us they had a bunch of D1 recruits and we couldn't verify that through right. our database or through other scouting services databases. Before I ever any of this came up, I did like when I was watching this for the 10 minutes I was watching. 
they the, the announcers were very confused by Bishop Sycamore, where one of the analysts said, I don't know what plays they're running right now. Literally said that word for word. And it was funny to me, but I'm just like, all right, maybe, you know, it's their first week or whatever. Come to find out some of these some of these, these dudes weren't even eight, uh, 18 or under. These were guys that played Juco in places. <laughs> and this was their second game in three days. Yeah, they had played. uh what, they, they played like they, Friday night and Saturday or Thursday night. And they played again on Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then they had guys who were 19 and 20 played at Juco's and were playing in this game against some of the best recruits in the, in the world in football. Hey, you know, how, like, do you hear how insane this is? Yeah, it is. Well, I don't really understand why we're televising high school sports in the first place, but it seems like there's enough sports out there that we don't have to do that, that we can, we have enough, college and pro football and basketball. Mm-hmm. But this started like 15 years ago. This started, or maybe 20 years ago, it started to become kind of a big thing to put these powerhouse high schools on national games. And I was covering high school football at the time down in Miami. And so a bunch of those teams were in it. I've covered some of these games and I, I've never seen one where it looked so uh, mismatched like this one, where I think it was 58 to nothing was the final. And so I, it is, and, and there's all these different places you can find out where kids are going or committed to, or where they have offers from. It's not a difficult thing to uh, Google the name of this school. If you can call it a school. And like (laughs) on top. So like, I think it's just funny that uh, this Bishop Sycamore Manti Teo ESPN. Oh, (laughs) he just yo. Uh, that's funny but like they they, and the funniest part is espn was like hey man we don't even book these games like we have this is not no it's all this together we didn't know nothing about this my friend said this was a team yeah they completely just like nah look we didn't set this up we 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 were you know we were on the edge anyway and thinking this wasn't a real school but yeah we just show the game anyway (laughs) See, see this is where espn messes up sometimes just, just go all in. You're in entertainment. You're not a journalism place. You're entertainment. That was entertaining. That story, that whole story is entertainment. Yo, this their, is, head, this is their, what head coach, their head coach has an active warrant for his arrest. <laughs> I, need a, I need a 30 for 30. I need a 30 for 30 on this Bishop's team. On this school. Yes. I need a documentary. More... I need all the all the people that worked on Last Dance, the U. How would it, um, how would the teaser for that sound, Tony? They, they always start with "What if I told you?" How how would it be for for Bishop Sycamore? What if I told you that you didn't have to be eighteen and under to play high school football? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. My microphone went out. Now that's bad timing. That's super horrible timing. Uh, I, Russ, I saw some football this weekend, but it was not uh, IMG and Bishop Sycamore and high school teams, although it was probably about as thrilling as that. It was a preseason game for the Bears in Nashville where hardly anybody played for either team, although Justin Fields played. Man, I saw him make a throw in that game. I don't care who's on the field when he does that. That's not normal. No, you have something when you can do that against anybody. I'm a, I don't like asking you questions about the Bears because it, I, I don't think that's fair to our friendship. But 
it feels like everybody in that building knows he's the better quarterback. Yeah, I think they do. Everybody, uh, well, except Nick Foles. I think Nick Foles thinks he's the best quarterback, but uh, everyone else seems to get it. And that's the weirdest thing about hearing Matt Nagy talk about it is that he says back to you all the things that you're saying about Justin Fields. And then the next step would be to say, well, so he's going to start. Uh, but then he never says that part. It's it's like all this everything you're thinking, and he says, and and that's why he needs to sit a year, and we're going with Andy Dalton, <laughs> right? It's just like you say he's mastered the offense, he's figured everything out. The way he calls the plays in the huddle is perfect, and is exactly what you want. And he has the arm talent, and also has the athletic ability to get himself out of trouble and make things happen. But nah, bro, we're gonna play Andy because we promised him. I just I don't know how guys can go in there every day and be like, yo, we have a Ferrari sitting in the garage and we go drive this Toyota Corolla around for four weeks. Well, it might not take long. They've only promised Andy Dalton the first week. This was, I went to road games last year, but I drove to all of them because uh, I didn't want to fly during the height of the pandemic. And now, you know, even with things being a little shaky, still pandemic wise for us, I, I feel like, between being vaccinated and masks being required on the planes, I feel good about, I feel as good as I could about flying. So it was the first time I'd flown in a year and a half. And you normally fly out of Midway, right? Yeah. Okay. I normally fly out of O'Hare. That's much closer for me. And it was just, there was something comforting about being back at O'Hare and seeing that it still has that familiar uh, post-apocalyptic vibe to it where everything there looks like those photos of the abandoned Olympic stadiums from years past. I I think if I showed you a picture from like the, uh, you know, the abandoned track and field venue from the 2004 Olympics in Greece and showed you the economy parking lot at at O'Hare, you might not be able to tell which was which. No, I, uh, but I did eventually get down there and, I had you, you and I've talked about this before. I, I had only had this issue at one other stadium where a lot, when I am going into the game, I usually stop at Starbucks and pick up an ice cream tea. Right. To drink during the game. Like and, and this, that, I don't know if that sounds weird to you, to people listening, but a lot of you pick up a coffee or a tea or something like that on your way into work. Our workday just happens to be starting much later. Right. And be at a stadium and whatever. So I, I've only ever, the only place I've had this issue bringing this in uh, was Detroit, was at Ford Field. Now, a handful of places, they're going to hassle you and be like, you know, I don't think you're allowed to bring that in. And I'll just tell them, no, I am. Uh, and they say, okay. And that's usually the end of it. Or they'll ask you if it's beer. That's my favorite one. Like, yes, it's, it's beer in a Starbucks cup with ice and a straw because that's how I like my beer uh, at work. Uh, but they were kind of ready to lay down the law about it here in Tennessee, in Nashville. Um, and they ended up going to a supervisor to see if it was okay. And at this point, it's like, we've already asked like three supervisors. So I'm, I'm all into the end of this. If that's what it takes to get it, this is all really only over a span of like five minutes. I'm not going to be late or anything. And they're like, well, the only person that can approve this is so-and-so like the absolute head of security. And they're like shrugging. And I'm like, well, we go get them. Yeah, we should let's call. <laughs> like, well, I mean, do you really want us to do that? And I was like, well, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a preseason game. I got time. 
So, <laughs> see, that's what you're supposed to do. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that was much funnier. But they they find the guy. They finally get this guy on the phone. Whoever is the head of security at Nissan Stadium in Nashville, and he says, "No, it's not allowed, but we'll make a one-time exception," which is actually perfect, Russ, because I only need a one-time exception. The Bears play there like every eight years. I'm not going back to that place probably till 2028. So that'll be fine. Um, I did though, after I found it ironic after all this hassle about the iced tea and whether this was safe to bring into the stadium or not, uh, they don't care if you bring the coronavirus into the stadium because nobody wears masks there. And while I was putting the, my mask on to go into the stadium, which I, I thought was the an NFL rule that you have to wear a mask in the press box and everything, I guess maybe that's, very city by city. And so since I've been going to games in Chicago uh, in the preseason prior to this, I assumed that masks were mandatory and in press boxes, but the security guard at the stadium, after all this hassle about my iced tea, as I'm putting on my mask to go in, reminds me, he says, you know, that you're, that's your choice. You don't have to wear that. <laughs> you're better than me, man. I'd start sending it up. <laughs> This, this Russ, as the entire Titans team is on the COVID list. Like, they don't even have their coach for this game. Oh, man. I'm, I'm glad this stuff be happening to you and not me. One of the last things that we want to get to before uh, Jason gives us our lovely wrap-up we get from our new service is... Uh, only fans must have been listening to the podcast and heard us rip their sexually explicit content policy because maybe the day it dropped, they said, you know what? We're putting our new policy on hold on October 1st. You're still going to be able to bust it open on only fans and we're not going to take it down. Yeah, um, we out here, baby. And so then apparently like they're, they're indefinitely putting that on hold for a while. But I think for me, it's like, yo, it's too late. Like people found out how you felt about it. And so I know they're one, the meeting that they probably had where there's like, all right, how many people really going to get mad? Like one or two. And they found out people in droves were going out the door. All their biggest, highest paid content creators were walking out and they're like, oh, I didn't think this many people were getting busy on OnlyFans on our platform and we need that money back. So you guys can do what y'all want. But I think like when, once people know how you you really giving it up, it's just like, nah, F y'all, bro. Like y'all didn't want us over here because we were doing our thing. Um, so, yeah, I think it's it's almost too late. Like as soon as I actually looked like there are nine other alternatives other than OnlyFans where you can have you know, sex work positive, sexually explicit <laughs> content, you get paid. The place takes their little percentage and then you could do what you do. So like I think, I'll you know, but if there's a real loser here, it's OnlyFans because regardless of their new policy and um, them putting a, a pause on their new policy, um, I think they, they've they lost a lot of people from that. And I think this has done a lot more harm than good for them in the long run. So um, sucks to suck. You know, you, you when you're not when you, when you you let the dollar like get in the way of the long term dollar which is what they did. Like, that's, that's kind of what happens. In their case, it was great to suck. Oh. <laughs> All right. All right, Tony. Jason, 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 get us out of here.
Oh, let's uh, let's look through some news that we missed, Russ. The, the news service that you uh, that you referred to that we get all our news from is called News Incorporated. They they do they get they bring us all the best of the best. Yeah, news. So I'm excited to hear what they have this week. TM. Some things we didn't get to. Rajon Rondo is headed back to the Lakers. Russ and is going to make about seven and a half million dollars for the season. He turns fifty-two in November. Former <laughs> Bull Tone. Three alpha yeah, legend. Plus. That was ill-fated. Uh, Deshaun Watson was rumored to be involved in a trade uh, to the Dolphins. And then their coach said they're looking for high character guys. And I'm not sure how you're going to reconcile wanting high character guys, but also 22 sexual assault allegations. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can play for any other team, but Houston, Russ, I'm not even sure he can play for Houston. I, he will not play a down of football this year. No, he can't. I mean, the gonna, FD, the FBI, the FBI is in, in the, the FBI is investigating him. He won't play this year. I talked to someone who uh, works in pro sports PR and presented this person with the hypothetical of what do you do if your team trades for Deshaun Watson? Because you're in charge of the PR for that, but it's not your decision. You have no say whatsoever. The GM might do this. And now you got to go present this to the public. And there's like no way to do it. I mean, step, step one would be like to try to hold that off for as long as you can. And if that's what you got to do when you like hold off on an opening press conference for as long as you can. And if that's what you got to do when you acquire a player, I think it's pretty clear you've done the wrong thing. Well, if you're just looking at football analysis, you got to question his decision-making. It's like, you know, you're out here trying to coerce women into doing something you could have handled yourself at the crib. Allegedly. It's not solid decision-making right there, man. Go handle your business by yourself. Uh, not thank you for the analysis there, Tony. Bill's wide receiver, Cole Beasley, friend of the show. Not really. Not really. <laughs> Ghostwriter for some of Tony's best moments on the show. Yes, uh, absolutely. He was activated from the COVID list, Russ. And I, I'm happy about this because uh, whatever it takes to keep him off the streets, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, also with the Bills, Isaiah McKenzie. I don't know if you've heard that name before. He's a wide receiver. Yes. Uh, kind of a journeyman fringe type player, speedster, but yes. What was that? A speedster. Yeah. Uh, he kind of went the heavy ones route on Twitter and was mocking the NFL for, uh, for finding him for a mask violation. They have very strict mask violation rules or mask policies and other things like that for guys that are unvaccinated. Russ, you basically got to follow all the 2020 protocol. If you get vaccinated, then you don't. You can kind of go back to not quite normal, but pretty close. Uh, anyway, he's he's laughing about getting fined for repeatedly endangering teammates. And uh, then he got vaccinated the next day. And I have a theory as to why. Um, when you take a stand publicly and then you turn around and the guy standing behind you as your ally is Cole Beasley, it's time to rethink some things. <laughs> <laughs> there's other news in the preseason uh some of it vaccine related and, and some of it not uh all these guys kirk cousins ryan Tannehill, all, all these important players for their teams have been going on the COVID list and missing practices and everyone just kind of shrugs that off but 
it's going to start happening now where these guys are going to be on there during games. And so Carson Wentz, the Colts quarterback goes on the list this week, Russ. And you know, there's, he'll probably be back for week one, but you don't know that. Yeah. It's, it's one of those situations I put on uh, Twitter today. Nick Foles must have a Carson Wentz voodoo doll. <laughs> and then uh, I, I don't know which is more senseless out of all these, but uh, JK Dobbins, the promising young running back for the Ravens, uh, not so promising for this season, tore his ACL in a preseason game that he didn't need to be in. I, I understand somebody's got to play in the preseason games. Otherwise you can't have them. I mean, someone's got to go out there and suit up. I would say two positions I would never play in a preseason. My, my main guys in a preseason game are quarterback and running back quarterback because it's too important running back because every play is like a car accident. I like John Harbaugh and you could tell he was trying his best to justify, you know, playing JK, JK Dobbins in that game. Like, you know, we've, done our best to make sure guys play the least amount as possible, but still get their work in. But also I get it. You can question and say, look back and say, all right, why was he even the game and like doing these mental gymnastics, but yeah, you don't have your promising stud rookie or not rookie second year running back in the game. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. That's, that's dumb. Yeah, I mean, I think it's all relative and subjective on, ah, he should play. Ah, he shouldn't play. Like, I mean, we gave Matt Nagy crap for not taking preseason seriously. Uh, and then they ended up kind of stumbling their way through the first few games and ended up not having a great season. But then when somebody is taking preseason seriously, it's like, ah, you're taking it too hard. It's like, uh, I mean, I don't care either way. Do what you want. Like, I think injuries ha- are, are going to happen kind of – look, that's the name of the, that game specifically. You know, you, guys are going to get injured playing that game either halfway or all the way. So oh, You're right. You're right. I mean, uh, if it doesn't happen now, it's going to happen in week two or three. I mean, and it's kind of that argument of people saying, well, maybe you don't play Justin Fields week one against the Rams. You can't hide him forever. Mm-hmm. Every defense he faces is going to have somebody that's really scary and coming at him and could knock mm-hmm. him out. And And – the same thing with J.K. Dobbins or anybody else. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a vicious sport. I would just say, though, if there are 20 games counting the preseason and I can save somebody from 15% of that risk, I think I'm taking it. And finally, Russ, a 55-year-old man from Indiana was hiking in Alaska having just the time of his life out in nature, I'm sure, when he got attacked by a grizzly bear. He suffered puncture wounds to his calf, ribs, and shoulder. And here's here's the part where I admire the guy. Still walked a mile and a half to get help. Mm. Didn't use uh, an elderly person's scooter to go a mile and a half. Walked a mile and a half, you know, bleeding out of all of these parts of his body. He was transported to a hospital 120 miles away. That's That's the problem with Alaska. Every hospital is like a helicopter ride away. It's not a good place, not a good place to even get probably a minor illness. Uh, well, he, he obviously, yes, no, uh, he obviously didn't follow uh, Ron McGill of Zoo Miami's uh, advice of going, hey, bear, hey, bear. And then the bear just runs away. Well, it was what I, the story I read said that it was very foggy and the bear kind of charged at him out of nowhere, possibly in defense of her cubs. 
And mm-hmm. then during the course of the attack, this man was able to get his bear spray. Uh, it said, I, I don't know what's in bear spray. I'm going to guess something the bear doesn't like and sprayed it at the bear and the bear left him. So he got, he got to live thankfully. And he was reported by the way, to be in stable condition, Russ, uh, the Denali national park put out a statement defending the bear typical, uh, and said, quote, there is no indication that this bear is unusually dangerous End quote. Yeah. Just, uh, just the normal amount of dangerous. Anyway, that's why I don't go hiking. Wow. Is that, is that a shocker? <laughs> is what part of it a shocker? You don't, you don't go hiking. Oh, because I'm white. I didn't say oh, that. I, I just, I'm, I'm Jason does seem like the, you just oh, look I like, like to get outdoors type. a little bit. No, no, I, I don't even like to walk through a forest preserve. <laughs> I don't get my shoes all dirty. That's going to do it for sports Jason this week. Um, as always, listen to the podcast on what, wherever you find them, Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, etc. Listen, give us five stars. Tell all your friends. Give us a review. Um, also, if you want to write us for comments, concerns, go uh, email us at sportsjason at gmail.com. If you want to follow Tony, it's at the Tony Gill at Russ underscore Joe Dorsey. Um, one, what, what are you? What am I looking at here, sir? I well, okay. I'm oh sure. yeah. Oh, <laughs> good job, Jason. Way to that, take the nonverbal cue, right? I, I got it. <laughs> um, as always, obvious shirts. Go on there. You can buy our collection. All the awesome shirts they have over there. You can get ten percent off free shipping using promo code adjacent ten. Make sure you do that. With my grandfather. Like, why are you holding the iPad? <laughs> it just it didn't register. It's late. What am I supposed to do? It's fine. Um, at Russ underscore Dorsey one, my Twitter Jason's, uh, is at Jason leisure. Uh, you just held up an iPad. We've never had a problem before, but knowing what you needed me to do, it makes perfect, perfect sense why you did that. So I appreciate you. (laughs) The show needs to end. It does. hundred percent. This episode needs to end for, uh, Russ Dorsey, Jason leisure, Tony Gill. Uh, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to Sports Adjacent with Jason Leisure and Russell Dorsey. Be sure to download, subscribe, and give the podcast five stars. You can check out the latest episode of Sports Adjacent on all digital streaming platforms. I'm very much adjacent. For a couple hours, I thought I was hood. But then all that happened, I was like, you know what, James? You adjacent to the mother. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.